0: Today I'm going to talk about the very first present God ever gave you. If you turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 1, as you're doing that, let me pray. Lord, we love you so much. And we thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. And I pray over the next few moments that you would just quicken your spirit in our hearts. Cause us to be more like you than we ever have before. Father, draw us close. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, if you're taking notes today, title your notes, Gifts Buried in Dirt. Gifts Buried in Dirt. Uh, Let's read, we're gonna read two scriptures today. Uh, The first one is gonna be where I asked you to turn. It's in 2 Timothy chapter one, and we're gonna start reading verse number five Uh, this is Paul talking to his son in the Lord Timothy and he writes this I remember your genuine faith what a what what a characteristic to be known by Uh, have you ever seen somebody that you haven't seen in a long time and they say I remember you and you're like what exactly do you remember are you with me? Uh, but the, the, Paul is saying this to Timothy. I remember your faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois. Everybody say filled. filled. The faith. This was. It was in your grandmother. And then it was in your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. Everybody say, in you. in you. It's in you. This is why I remind you to fan the flames, the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Let's read uh, uh, one more verse. Uh, this verse is in Genesis um, chapter 2. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7. Does anyone here have a favorite Bible verse? Just kind of wave at me. Um, Okay, about three of us, that's great. (laughs) Does does anyone here have a verse that you don't like? All right, here's the verse I don't like, okay? This is is one of those verses I don't like. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. For God formed man out of dirt. out of dirt from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life the man came alive a living soul that's my least favorite because the Bible is basically reminding us that our skin is like a bag and everything in it is just dirt So look at the person next to you and say, you're a (laughs) dirtbag. There you go. You're you're a dirtbag. Some of you are like, I already told them that. Next point. (laughs) Next point, please. You're a dirtbag. That God literally formed us out of dirt. And what's fascinating is the kind of attention we give to our dirt. We woke up this morning and showered and bathed our dirt, didn't we? (laughs) We put deodorant on our dirt, we sprayed perfume on our dirt, we colored our dirt, we styled our dirt, not all of us styled our dirt, but We, we pedicure and manicure our dirt, we take pictures of our dirt, selfies of our dirt. You know, selfie, hashtag, love selfies. No, hashtag dirty. (laughs) That's right, just dirt. We, cosmetic surgery, are dirt. No, we're not going to go there, but we... (laughs) We dress up our dirt. We're just dirt. Now I'm going to give you three things uh, about dirt. And um, before I unpack those three thoughts, I just want to show you a visual. This is what God made us out of. Just a bunch of dirt. This is it right here. This is it. This is just, yeah, dirt. So that's right here, just a, A bunch of dirt. If you're taking notes today, point number one, dirt is attractive to God. It's fascinating, though. Dirt is attractive to God. You see, when God makes something, he puts a lot of thought into it. It's interesting, though, that In heaven, he made streets out of gold, but he makes his children out of... He makes pillars out of pearl, but he makes humans out of dirt. It doesn't really make sense, does it? It's just fascinating that the interior designer of the universe makes such beautiful things. Have you ever seen a sunset and you're just like, wow. But yet he makes us out of dirt. It's fascinating. But God loves dirt. A magnificent father looks at all of the dirty things in our life and he says this, I know. That there are dirty things in your life. There's things that are imperfect. I know that. And the Bible says this, that he has compassion on us because he knows that we are from dirt. He backs up and he says, you know, I want to spend eternity with you. And because you're dirt... Even on your best day, you're still dirt. So I'm not going to make you have to do a series of good things in order to earn being in heaven, because even when you're doing really good, you're still dirt. So at the end of it, if you just believe in me, then you can live with me. My bar of expectation for you is not very high because I recognize that you're only dirt. You know what the Bible says? That even our righteousness. Now watch this. Have you ever gone a whole day before and said, man, I haven't sinned all day today. (laughs) Have you ever thought that? Come on, somebody. (laughs) I haven't sinned all day today. My goodness. Do you know that that day that that you and I lived when we thought that, thought, I haven't sinned all day today. The Bible says that our righteousness, that righteous day, in contrast to him, is like filthy rags. Why is it like filthy rags? Because we're dirt. Even our best. Is still dirt, but God loves dirt. Now, people might look at us and see the dirty parts of our personality, things that need to be tweaked, things that need to be better. Some people see our dirt and they're like, God says, I love you, and I see every part about you, and I still love you. He is attracted to dirt. Point number two, dirt attracts growth. If you take a seed and you sandwich it between two pieces of gold, it will not grow. If you take a seed and put it in a wheelbarrow of diamonds, it will not grow. The only time seed will grow and become greater than what it originally once was is if you bury it in dirt because only in dirt... Can things grow? And the Lord loves you and He adores you, not because you're dirt, but because you have a piece of Him in you. He took Himself and put Him in you. He took the gift of life and put it in you. I remember when my wife and I uh, all three of our kids, we went to go to the ultrasound and the very first ultrasound is always my favorite ultrasound um, of the series of ultrasounds that you get to see in a nine-month pregnancy. The first one's always my favorite because all a baby is on that first ultrasound is a heartbeat. It's a flicker. It's just like a little flicker. Click, flick, 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 flick. And you, you, it's the heartbeat, the spirit. F- Spark of God. Just poof, it starts. The very first thing that's formed in a baby is a heart. The very first thing that happened, everything gets built around the heart. Did you know that? So it's like The spark of God. He 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 just and all of a sudden, there's a spark. Boom, 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 and it keeps going until he says stop. Boom, 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 and we never know when it's going to stop. It's a spark, but in that spark, in that life, it's the only thing that can contain him. And that seed of of that gift is the only thing that it can grow in is in that dirt. It's the only thing that can grow number three dirt possesses gifts so it attracts growth number two number three is it possesses gifts in second corinthians chapter four verse seven it says but we have this earthly this this treasure in earthen vessels this is a vessel this body is a vessel and there's a gift in it and when you and i get to heaven uh, nobody is going to ask you If you're a Democrat or a Republican. When you get to heaven, no one is going to ask you how many square feet your living accommodations were on earth. No one is going to ask you how much you made or what kind of brand of shoes you wore most. Nobody is going to care whether you rented or owned. Nobody is going to care. Nobody is going to care. The only thing that is going to matter is what did you do with that gift? That's all that is going to matter is what did you do with that gift? It says the gift is on the inside of you. I read this quote recently. a tra- tragedy in life is not death, but rather what we let die inside of us while we yet live it's it 's what are we going to do with the gift what 's interesting is is let me dig through this thing and and what God tells us is that there is a seed of a gift inside of us. It's in us. It fills us. And it's job to dig it out, to cultivate it. And a lot of times we back up and we say, Lord, you didn't do anything special in the season that I was expecting you to do it in. You didn't cause greatness to come out of me. I I heard thousands of sermons and the Lord says, no, 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 don't call me a liar. I've been waiting on you to cultivate it because see what nobody knows this morning is that I have something buried in this dirt that you don't know about and it's a prize, it's a gift it's a necklace now you didn't know it was there because before you got here this morning I put this gift in there you didn't know it was there I knew it was there because I put it in there. People will look at you and not see the gift that's in you because they didn't put it in you. God put it in you. He put it in you. And it's our job. It's our job to back up and, and find it and cultivate it and dig it out and find it and cultivate it and dig it out. He put it in you. Look at the person next to you and say, it's in you. It's in you. Now, I know what half of this room is thinking. You're thinking to yourself, how do you know what the gift is? I'm so glad you asked. so glad you asked. I'm going to give you five questions to ask yourself to figure out what that gift is. Question number one is, what do you like to do? What do you like to do? Here's the thing. The two most important days of your whole life will be the day you were born and the day you realize why you were born. So you ask yourself, what do you like to do? Because what you like to do is an indication of what the gift is. Number two, what would you do for free? If you could do anything in the world, what would you do for free? Because you love it that much. Number three, what do other people see in you? I remember my senior year, I told one of my teachers that I was going to be a stockbroker. She said, no, you're not. I said, oh, yes, I am. My mama said I could be anything. She goes, it ain't going to be a stockbroker. <laughs> Sometimes other people can see things that we can't. So what, does, what do other people see in you? Number four, what's something that comes easy for you but difficult for others? It's easy for you. Uh, Isaiah came to my house uh, last year and Isaiah is our worship leader. If you're new here, and and he saw that I had an acoustic guitar in my living room, and he looked at me and he goes, uh, "Do you play?" I said, "Yes, I do." (laughs) And uh, he goes, "Well, let me hear you." I said, "Don't call me out." (laughs) Snatched up my $99 guitar. I sat down on the couch, pulled out my pick. And I did this little progression, these three chords in a row, and I was looking at them at the same time, like, don't call me out ever again. So I, I did the G D C G D C G D C, and I was like, dun 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 dun. I'm looking at them, You ain't the only one with skills, partner. (laughs) And he's like, man, that's good. That's good. That's good. And then he realized that's all I got right there. Boom, 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 boom. That's all I got. That's all I got. And I was like, you know, it's really all I got. He goes, hey, hey. He goes, it's sounding good. I was like, I know what you're doing. He goes, look, after you get the G, instead of going straight to the D, and then to the C, after you hit G, just take your hand and knock it on the, on the, on the guitar. Just knock it. And I was like, all right. So it sounds something like this. It was like... And I was like, that is so cool. <laughs> and I, I was so mad at the same time because he comes waltzing into my house... And in like 2.1 seconds, he makes this sound that is way better than the sound I've been working on for a year and a half. I'm like, that's not fair. What is it that you do that is so easy for you to do? Is there anyone here really good at numbers? Raise your hand. Come on. You're good at numbers. You're good at math. I want you to leave right now. Man, I want you to leave right now. It's not fair it's not fair it's not fair it is not fair <laughs> I don't know what it is and let me say this to you when, once you figure out and you're not going to hear a lot of preachers say this so listen slowly because you may not hear it again for a while I mean I'll say it again but not many people say this once you figure out what your gift is you can expect all hell to break loose. Raise your hand if you're like, I know that. Uh, Did did my preaching just get better just now? Hello. Hello. The presence of the Lord is here. Hello. Yes. Hey. Amen. Well, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. church I'm preaching better than you're listening yeah. I feel the hair on the nap of my neck standing up yeah. okay. so It's the only hair I got some of you all cheer louder at a football game than you do for Jesus how was that you yeah, don't know nothing about that southern gospel If you don't put double negatives, you're not preaching. Y'all know nothing about that. Y'all ain't got no learning, no way. There, There are three people who are after your gift. And from the day you were born to the day you go see Jesus, these three people will wrestle you for your gift. The first one is God. God will wrestle you for your gift. Number two, Satan. Satan wants your gift. Number three, other people want your gift. Why does God want your gift? Because he put it in you before he created the foundation of the world. He watches you every second of your life and I I want you to know the reality. He has invested in you and he wants a return on his investment. Satan, he wants your gift too. And you can identify when he has taken someone's gift when they only use their gift for their own personal gain. If he can get you to be consumed with you, he is owning your gift. See, some of you, you, you got to know this that you are God's representative. Right. You are His representative. You are the Secretary of State, Secretary of Heaven. It, if you do hair, If you do nails, if you work at a salon, when people come walking into that salon, God wants to show them what it looks like to have a child of God doing their nails. You are his representative. If you are a school teacher, he wants to show 27 kids every single morning what it looks like to have a child of God teaching them you are his representative every morning you wake up if you're a taxi driver then he wants or you drive uber that's a new taxi i guess he wants god god wants you to know that you're his representative When people get in your car, he wants them to know what it looks like to have a child of God driving them around the city. Make no mistake, every morning you wake up, he is looking to represent himself through you your life isn't just about you it's not just about you with the way you express yourself isn't just about your emotions because you are a representative of heaven you're a representative it's kind of like I don't put church bumper stickers on my car I know I'm not responsible to represent us that way. I'm not responsible. I have not reached a, the maturity on the highway to represent the Lord and the body of Christ. But at least I know I'm representing more than just me and my car. When you're at work, when you're at home, you are representing God. And when someone looks at you, they need to feel the presence of God. And Satan wants you to take your gift and not worry about anything about your divine assignment, which is representing God. Allowing God to flow through you. Allowing God to drop thoughts in your mind that you need to share with somebody else. Encouraging moments. Have you ever encouraged somebody and all of a sudden they start crying and you realize, wow, that moment was bigger than what I thought is God moving through you. Hell wants your gift. Satan wants your gift. I remember I started dialing into my gift in high school and I was walking to my car one day and I was grabbing the the handle of my hatchback Honda Civic. And uh, every single tire was different. Every single rim was different. And I loved it. And I was getting in. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, if you don't use that gift the way I designed for you to use that gift, I'm going to take it away. My life is not about using the gifts that God gave me for my own personal gain. Now, you can use your gifts and I can use my gifts to put food on the table but let's not forget that that is secondary to representing God. We are children of God. Can somebody say amen to that? Other people want your gift. They want your gift. Whatever relationship you're in, you are in that relationship because that person wants your gift. If you submitted a resume and they hired you, it's because they want that gift. If they looked at your application, they thumbed through it along with the other 50 and they want I don't want that one, I don't want that one, I want that gift. Maybe it was your smile. Maybe it was your personality. Maybe it was your skill, your trade, your talent, your charisma. They went, I want that gift. If you have any friends at all, The only reason why they are your friend is because they want that gift. They want to be around it. They want to experience it. They want their life to be better because of it. They want your gift. If you're married, let me just tell you, the only reason why she said yes, (laughs) she wants that gift. I don't know what gift it is I've been looking for 35 minutes I don't see what she sees but she sees the gift it's charisma it's stability it's vision it's an anchoring type of personality it's a silent power it's the kind of power I wish I had you ever see someone that doesn't say a word but you want to know what they're thinking They don't say anything, but you want them to say something? That's called silent power. I don't have that. (laughs) Everybody always knows what I'm thinking. (laughs) There's something about you, sir. There's something about you, man. There's a reason why he said yes. Something about your personality, something about your skill set. There's something about your spirit. They want that gift. But here's the troubling thing. When somebody comes along and they say, Ooh, I want that gift. Anytime somebody gets your gift, they also get your dirt. You don't get the gift without getting the dirt. It's together. You see... Whenever I asked Allie to marry me, I had my gifts out front and center. <laughs> but then after we got married, she became acquainted with. That's when we met a marriage and family counselor. (laughs) Not really. Okay, really. (laughs) And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, we got dirt and we got gifts. Now, what do we do? And what is it? The crave of every human being in this room. We're aware of our dirt. Aren't we? We know our dirt better than everyone else knows our dirt. We're very aware of our dirt. We're looking for somebody who will accept us because of our gifts and still love us even though we have dirt. See, gifts and dirt are very, very interesting because gifts is the strength and the power that gives you opportunities But it's your dirt that causes the problems. Gifts are God's way of developing your talents. Your dirt is causing issues with your character. And it's this battle between dirt and gifts... Now here's where we back up and we say, okay, how do I find someone that will love me because of my gifts and still love me when they see my dirt? You know, I bought a basketball for my son, Luke, at Academy this past week for $14.95 Christmas sale. If I hold a basketball in my hands, it's worth $14.95. If LeBron James or Michael Jordan holds a basketball in his hands, it's worth $400 million. (laughs) If I hold a tennis racket in my hands, I can swat some flies. (laughs) If Serena Williams holds a tennis racket in her hands, it's worth about $5 million. If I hold a hammer and nails in my hands, I can build a birdhouse. If the Son of God can take a hammer and nails, He will build an eternity for you and have salvation for you and give you a sacrifice that we didn't even know existed because he made it before we were born already knowing that because of our dirt we were going to need some help. The value of a thing is determined by the hands that it's in. And we can hold our own gifts and hide our dirt and live our life in frustration or we can take both our dirt and our gifts and bring it to our Father and say, I want to give you both the good and the bad because you're the only one I've ever met that loves me in spite of it all. I want you to take my gifts and just know that I know that I wouldn't have this house, I wouldn't have this car, I wouldn't be healthy, I wouldn't be strong, I wouldn't have these shoes on me, I wouldn't have a sound mind, I wouldn't have family, I wouldn't have friends, I wouldn't have anything, I wouldn't have any of these gifts if you didn't give it to me. And oh God, I want you to know, I am aware that my dirt, it's sour and it's a stench, but God, I want you to cause my dirt to be drenched and to be soaked by your blood and by your mercy and whatever you want to do with me God you can do whatever you want you can do whatever you want and then let him take it this is a decision that all of us have to make because it is far too easy to live our whole life trying to cultivate our gifts live our whole life trying to cultivate it and try to connect with the right people and cultivate it and connect with the right people, cultivate our gifts, our talents, and connect with the right people and hope that we have favor in people's eyes and hope and wish and hope and wish and we live our whole life with this anxiety and I just want to tell you, we have got to have the foresight to be able to say, I don't want to live my life like that like that. Lord, I'm just going to come to you now and say the first gift that I have ever received was that spark, was that that feeling, was that pfft. and I just want you to know that I love you so much and I don't want to live one day without you and let him take those gifts and the dirt, put it in his hands and let's see what your gift is worth. Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all those other things that you're worried about. I'll, I'll go ahead and add that to you as well. You know, the thing about God is if you pursue heaven, he takes earth and throws it in. But if you pursue earth, you miss out on the earth and heaven.